Pony Trick Comic K A A A A A A A A A A Hello, and when oh when will this week be over? I mean, hello and welcome to the Pony Tricks Comic Cast, the episode of Retelling One Profile Handsome Young Man's Week in Pop Culture. I'm your host, wearing my Mass Effect hoodie. Daylight Savings Time hasn't gone away yet, and starting to get downright cold. And it's one of those days, let me tell you. I'm, uh, I, I had a five-day weekend. It was great. It was great. I didn't have to go to into work until today, Wednesday. That's right, I'm recording a day of again. Really on the ball. Uh, funny thing about Wednesday, even when it's your Monday, it's still Wednesday. And even when your Monday is your Wednesday, it's still Monday. So you got, like, Monday and Wednesday just cramming together into one thing. Don't get me wrong, comic books still came out. A lot of them this week. A lot of them. But uh, boy, oh boy, what uh, what a day. I'm already ready for Friday. Back to that long weekend of mine. I got to do all kinds of stuff. And by that, I mean see all kinds of movies, which will eventually uh, inspire some sort of content over on PlayTricks.net maybe not until probably not till next week I won't have all of it up maybe even the week after probably next week Pro probably next week but let's just go through it first off video games I beat the new Call of Duty Advanced, Advanced Warfighter I did what I said I would do last week I traded in Alien Isolation or did I tell you that already and I, I got Call of Duty Advanced Warfighter Look, if you like Call of Duty, it's Call of Duty. What do you want? If you don't like Call of Duty, then you're not going to like it. If you like Call of Duty, you'll like it just fine. It was great. I had a fun time <laughs> shooting people. It was great. Kevin Spacey's in it. And I got to throw it out there. I think that it was actually like he did good. Like they did good. Call of Duty and Kevin Spacey, they did good together. It was good. It was good. I'm going to write more about that. I don't want to bore you with it here, I'll bore you with it elsewhere, but I mean, he essentially plays something of a, of a devil's advocate regarding the very, a very timely matter, um, which is kind of the, the perceived handicap of the government to do anything or to proceed with anything, get anything done. And Kevin Spacey's a guy who wants to get things done. And he's, he's, yeah, I mean, again, I can't really go into too much because I don't want to spoil anything from the six-hour Call of Duty campaign, but it's good. Kevin Spacey, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think they definitely used him well. He really contributed to the game. I mean, I will be the first to admit, I saw he was going to be in it, and I was like, dumb. Dumb. I was dumb. I was dumb immediately. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'll admit it. I'll admit when I'm wrong. I'll admit when I'm wrong again in like 10 minutes. I got another thing that I'll admit. I'll admit when I'm wrong. At this point, I'm just repeating it to emphasize that it'll probably end up being the title of this episode. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Or will I? Yeah. It's Call of Duty was fun. I also had the uh, opportunity on, you know, PlayStation 4 to play it poorly, I would add. On my Vita, the remote play. So the PlayStation Vita is the new Sony handheld. And I got it, like, pretty close to launch. And they were like, oh, yeah, you'll be able to remote play from your PS3. And I was thinking, oh, that's awesome. I'm in college. I can play Mass Effect on my Vita, like, anywhere, right? 
No, wrong. That's not how it worked. Years and years later, it is sort of how it works. It will link up to the PS4 like they claimed it would link up to the PS3. So I sat on my couch in front of my big TV and played Call of Duty on my Vita for a minute. It was interesting. I mean, it was a fun enough experience. It was interesting to see how the controls overlaid. Didn't really understand all of it. I figured it out well enough, but I couldn't couldn't get the hang of the bump, the, you know, L2, R2. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it on the back panel. But it was interesting. It was interesting. And I picked up Assassin's Creed Unity. So I, I have only played about half an hour of it so far. That's, you hear that? Things are getting serious. It's hot in here. What do you want? It's cold outside. I put on a hoodie. It's hot in here. I got the cans on. What do you want? God, I got Assassin's Creed Unity. Played like maybe an hour of it. I got to the point where it says Assassin's Creed Unity, which is further than you'd think. It's pretty nice. Pretty nice. Pretty good looking. I've heard, I've read reviews. I mean, spoilers if you don't want to know what reviews say, but they're saying it's pretty boring. Uh, you know, I don't know. So far, kind of standard Assassin's Creed intro type thing. We'll see. Yeah, so when I beat that, you can expect to see stuff on about that. And you can expect to see something about Call of Duty. Well, if not on Friday, then next week. But let's get to the movies, right? First off, Interstellar is out. Christopher Nolan, absolutely my favorite director. I am unapologetically a Christopher Nolan fanboy. Have I seen Following? No, get over it. God, I'll get to it eventually. What do you want? I hopped on the bandwagon. Shut up. I, I hopped on it a while ago, though. No, I don't know. I just love Christopher Nolan. I was very excited for Interstellar. And let me tell you, as far as I'm concerned, it paid off. But again, like I said, I'm a fanboy. you got to take that with a grain of salt. There's been sort of a mixed reaction to it. Uh, I think I would say I'm not going to spoil much. And I didn't spoil much in the post I just put on PointTricks.net not 15 minutes ago. But I'll say this. The movie spends a lot of time in, uh, in science and speculating what would happen, you know, if, if certain physics scenarios were met. You know, it's, but it's, it tries to ground itself in silence. And then, can you hear that? That's my headphones. Good, good. Can you hear a terrible rattling? I don't know. I'm not taking it out. Leave me alone. It's Wednesday, and it's Monday. What do you want? I hate my headphones. And this stupid computer. Interstellar. Right, lots of science, and then towards the end there, it gets a little into the, the literary and the metaphorical. I think maybe it loses people there. I don't know, but I loved that movie so, so much. I saw it twice in IMAX. It was the loudest thing um, ever. And, I mean, look, I've been to a rock and roll show or two, okay? I know a thing or two about loud. When you're a teenager and you're in a rock and roll show, you don't wear earplugs because you're too cool for school. And let me tell you, you can get loud. Not as loud as that freaking movie. Good lord. Next level. Like, you can feel it in your organs. I can feel it, like, in my lungs. Not even just my heart. My lungs, my stomach. I can feel it in, like, what's that The tube that connects your eyes to your brain? I can feel it in that. It was great. It was great. It was great. Hans Zimmer turns in an excellent score. Joy's still out on whether the score for Interstellar is better than the score for 12 Years a Slave. Because I can't listen to the score for 12 Years a Slave without crying, so... I guess that would imply that 
12 Years a Slave is probably better. I don't know. Interstellar score comes out next week. I'm definitely buying it. Organ heavy? Like, church organ? That's my organ impression. Organ heavy. I had heard as much beforehand, and I thought, that sounds dumb. Not really. Hans Zimmer really makes it work. Excellent movie, but you're going to hear everything in the world about that movie. And you can already read about it on PointTricks.net. So I won't spend too much time on that. Uh, so I saw that in IMAX Thursday night. Friday morning, I went to go see Nightcrawler, the new Jake Gyllenhaal movie. You know, the creepy, I'm Nightcrawler, but not the X-Men. I film people in car accidents for money movie. Um, Nightcrawler was solid, but addendum to that, it, based on the advertising material, I assumed it would be very tense, very creepy, and I don't know where I got this from, but I sort of figured it'd maybe be a little stylized. Maybe it's just because it was shot in L.A., but it kept making me think of Drive. I think I wanted just, like, a horror version of Drive, and it wasn't that. Um, but it was, it was a good movie. It was an interesting movie with a lot of strong points, and the, the climax of it is fantastic. There's a sequence toward the end that is um, it's very jarring. Very good stuff. Yeah. So not not as... Not what I expected it to be, but good nonetheless. Uh, so that was Friday morning. Then Friday night, I went to go see Interstellar again in IMAX. What do you want? I have more than one friend. God. And they didn't all get to see it at the same time. So I went both times. What do you want? And then, Saturday night, I went to go see Birdman. The Michael Keaton movie. Is it Michael Keaton? It's Michael Keaton, right? I always get Michael Keaton mixed up with the guy who played the dad in Man of Steel. What was his name? Kevin Costner. I always get Michael Keaton and Kevin Costner mixed up. I don't know. But, um, don't mind me just adjusting this terrible equipment. New Michael Keaton movie. It's got Ed Norton. It's got Zach Galifianakis. It's got Emma Stone. It's got Naomi Watts. Uh, I'm probably missing some folks. This is uh, quite a cast. I maybe I'm not missing some folks. I don't know. Great movie. It's by the same guy who directed Beautiful, the Spanish language film starring Javier Bardem, which is a trip. That was a that was quite a film. Um, Birdman is great. It was the polar opposite experience of seeing Interstellar. I saw Interstellar twice, both times. Crowded IMAX theater, full volume, just pumping, coursing through the audience. Packed house, huge screen. Birdman, me and a buddy, no one else. Probably the smallest screen the movie theater had. Late at night, just, just you know, this little art film. I would call it an art film, I think. Yeah. Polar opposite experience. Both experiences fantastic. Both experiences you can only have at a theater. I don't know. It was a good weekend for movie theaters for me. So Birdman was great. I'll be writing about that, I think, tomorrow. You'll be seeing that come up. Because it was really interesting. It, it made me think about a lot. It almost felt to me like an indictment of all of entertainment. Every aspect of it. It was great. It was great. I would recommend seeing that movie. Uh, I guess it's a little below the noise level. I thought it was a little more above the noise level than I thought. A little below the noise level, apparently. Like, we're talking sonar, talking under, you know, submarine, we're talking dust boot here. I enjoyed it. I think you'd enjoy it. I don't know who you are. What do you want from me? You probably like it. I don't know. Watch the preview. I don't know. I'll write about it tomorrow. You can take it from there. And then... 
Nothing on Sunday? I don't know. Then later, I think Tuesday. No, Monday. It's all John Wick. That new Keanu Reeves action movie where they kill his dog and he gets revenge. Pretty cool flick. Not gonna lie. I mean, not amazing, not profound. It's not shoot him up. But Keanu Reeves is really good. And it's stylish. And, you know, sleek. And he just shoots so many guys in the head. Just so many. Pew, 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 shooting people in the head left and right. It was great. If you like seeing people get shot in the head, let me tell you. Bad guys. Let's be real. Bad guys. If you like seeing bad guys get shot in the head, John Wick is going to be your jam. Alright, so that's all those movies. I beat Call of Duty. Those are all going to be coming up on Pony Tricks at some point. Which is good. I'm going to need a lot of content because this is the big episode 5 0. This is episode 50. I forgot that I do that, that I do the rant and then the episode number. And this is episode 50, so this kind of qualifies as the longest rant. There you go. That's the special thing for episode 50. What do you know? What do you know? I totally forgot it was episode 50. It better be episode 50. I swear to God, if this isn't episode 50, I guess I gotta check. But anyway, assuming this is episode 50, that means there are two episodes left in this, I don't know, season one. It is episode 50. Season one, we'll call it, of, of the Pony Tricks comic cast. Um, which will mean I've been doing it every week for a year. Yeah, it's been quite an undertaking. Um, been pretty fun. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to taking a hiatus from it. I'm not going to lie to you. But it's been interesting. I've learned a little bit. I've learned that if you're going to have a podcast, you have to tell people you have a podcast and you wouldn't think i'd learn that because i don't do it but i have learned it i just haven't done it yeah yeah so i don't know like i keep saying hopefully i before i had had a hard and firm january return we'll see i i i'm we'll see i think i think maybe when it comes back it'll be bi-weekly i don't know it's all very loose. It's all very loose. But two more episodes after this. How's that for insane? And the episode next week will have to go up like a little early. Because I'm going to Slipknot when it airs on Wednesdays. So, who knows? So, what do you know? Last episode of this stinking podcast, I'll end up probably talking about that Slipknot concert. Craziness. Craziness. Yeah, so all that content will be coming to Play Tricks in the next week or two. Hopefully I'll beat Assassin's Creed with some semblance of speed. Write about that. You know, I'd like to write about Superman Unchained and Wonder Woman. But I gotta I gotta think on those. I don't wanna just blabber. Uh, and speaking of Superman Unchained and Wonder Woman and comic books, why don't we just get started on the comic books? Because it's late and I'm hungry and it's Wednesday and I gotta get this stupid thing up. And why didn't I record it earlier? Let's talk about these books. We got five books. I got five books out this week. And this week, actually, for the first time I ever, I just sat down and read all the books that came out this week in one night. I read them all on Wednesday night. So it's it's been a while since uh, since I looked through these. It's been a week. But um, I don't know. Remember when I said I can admit when I'm wrong? Well, that's first book right here. Amazing Spider-Man, number nine. It's the start of this Spider-Verse jam. that has got dance line getting together all the Spider-Men of all the different Spider-Worlds for one big story. It, uh, Dan Slott has a lot of ideas. And whenever he announces these ideas, 
I think to myself immediately, and I'm admitting this openly. I'm not saying, like, I'm, I'm in the wrong. I'm admitting I'm in the wrong. Dance a lot. Gave me the point tricks bump once. If you're listening, I'm admitting I'm in the wrong here. But Dan Slott will be like, oh, Superior Spider-Man. And immediately, I was like, that is dumb. And that happened again with Spider-Verse. He was like, oh, oh interdimensional Spider-Man. I like, I don't want my Spider-Man to be catching bank robbers. I don't want him going through dimensions. That sounds dumb. Well, both times, hey, here I am. I was wrong. I was wrong. Look, I'm sorry, those ideas, they sound silly on paper. But Dan Slott can deliver. Man can deliver. Love Amazing Spider-Man number nine. Really looking forward to this stinking event, even though I have pretty much no idea what's going on. They got a new artist, Olivier Coipel. I don't know how to pronounce it. What do you want from me? Uh, he draws women a lot less preposterously proportioned than Humberto Ramos did. So uh, Silk looks a little less ridiculous here. Though he's got this scene... I don't know. He's got a he's got he's got a sexy scene here, but he's sort of making it's it's Peter Peter and the Cindy girl are both pretty uh objectified here for lack of a better word. It feels a lot more mutual mutual sexy whatever. I don't know, but I like his art. I like his art. A little less cartoonish. It's good stuff. I still don't understand who this Moreland fella is, but look, there's a pig Spider Man in here. There's a pig Spider-Man in here. His name is Peter Porker. Spectacular Spider-Ham. Okay. Do you even need, like, just, what do you even want? Shut the front door. A pig Spider-Man? So, you know, one out of one freaking pig Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man number nine. God, what do for me? Yeah. It's a doozy. Sting with Marvel. They got Spider-Verse going. This event looks to be awesome. And the other big Marvel event is Axis, which seems like it's not that Right. It's nine issues long. This is issue four, and we're just now getting to the point where the like axis is actually happening, which is that the superheroes and the supervillains are being inverted. Like their personalities are some such nonsense. So like Tony Stark is acting like a D-bag and is like an alcoholic now again or something, maybe. I don't know, he just shows up at a football stadium. And then Carnage is sort of a good guy, and like Sam Wilson Cap is sort of like a D-bag. But mostly, the thing that happens in this book is all the Avengers are being mean to Hulk. And then Hulk says, you wouldn't like when Hulk is sad. Dot, dot, dot. Turn page. That's when Claw comes out. Now look. I assume it's Clue. But it's Hulk spelled backwards. K-L-U-H. I'm sorry, that's pronounced Claw. But I'm sure it's Clue. So that's when Clue comes out. And Clue is like the Hulk's Hulk or whatever. He's just like a big rocky Hulk with some red molten lines and a gray mohawk. Uh, Hulk gets sad and he turns into a monster? I don't you know. I don't know. I do not know. But I'll say this this is the second book, you know, the second chapter of Axis. It is sort of immediately more enjoyable than the first chapter was. I think the first chapter shouldn't have even been called Axis. It should have just been more Road to Axis nonsense. But this Clue fellow is interesting. Uh, you know, I guess it's uh, a metaphor for the monster of depression that hides inside us all. You know? I don't know.
What's Zyrtec? Is that an anti-depression medication? Is that what Zyrtec is? Or is Zyrtec for allergies? Zyrtec's for allergies, isn't it? What's Zycam? Is that a medicine for depression? What's the depression medicine? Just give me a name. Just pick a name of a medicine for depression. And that is the rating this book is going to get. How do you even spell Zyrtec? What is Zurich? Zurich is a town. Zyrtec? Zyrtec. Life-threatening It's for allergies? Well, you know, whatever. Zyrtec. I'm giving it Zyrtec because clearly Hulk's allergic to being sad. One out of one sad allergies and one out of one Zyrtec for Axis number four. I can't wait for this event to be over. I'm just kidding. It's great. I love comics. Uh, next on the docket, we're hopping over to DC for our last three books. Detective Comics number 36. Ladies and gentlemen, I did it, by the way. I dropped Detective Comics. I'm done with Detective Comics after this issue. And this was a strong one to go out on. The art, it's, it's this... Two is the second part of this two-parter by, I don't know, last name's Percy and Leon. I don't know what their first names are. Okay, Benjamin Percy, the artist is John Paul Leon. This John Paul Leon guy is killing it. His art's terrific. It's basically this weird little mystery in an airport. Uh-oh. And then it's like, wait, call Dick Grayson. What's Dick Grayson doing? Oh, he's being, like, real sexy in Russia. What? And it's, like, pretty hot. Am I right? So... One out of one sexy, one out of one Russia. Type of number 36, which I have now dropped. I'm done. I'm done with the text of comics. And I'm done with this next book because it's ending. Superman Unchained number nine. This is Scott Snyder and Jim Lee's Superman miniseries. Started back in May. Started back in May of 2013. It came out on Wednesday and then Man of Steel came out the next day. At midnight, I believe, is how, how that went down. So it's been going for a while for nine issues. It's a lot of delays, I guess because Jim Lee's like CCO of DC Comics or whatever. But it's it's quite a finale. It is quite a finale. It's enjoyable. Again, like I said, I'd love to write something about it because I love Scott Snyder's work. And I love this. And I can't, I'm going to pick up the hardcover when it comes out because I want to have it all in a nice little hardcover. Um, it's good stuff. Scott Snyder has a, a habit of having like a thesis statement behind his stories, behind his Batman arcs, behind this Superman arc. And like the last issue of Zero Year, you can very much feel a, a thesis statement. I mean, I'm not saying it seems like a thesis statement and that it's overly academic and like obvious and obnoxious. He works it into the story very organically, but you can point it out. You know, I can point, I can show you where in Zero Year or where in Death of the Family there's sort of a, a thesis statement about the characters that are being written. And you can definitely point out in this book, and it's delivered by Lex Luthor in the, uh, the waning pages of this book. And it's fantastic. It's really good. Um, I don't know. I, I hope that Zack Snyder is reading, presumably his brother, Scott Snyder's work here. Because Scott Snyder really, uh, he's, got, he's got an interesting... Understanding of Superman. Enjoyed it very much. On a cover, he's in, covered in fire, and it looks like he's in hell. So, you know. Superman Chain number nine, one out of one, hell. Can't wait to get the hardcover. And lastly, we got Swamp Thing number 36, which continues his fight with the Machine Kingdom. And the Machine Kingdom is sort of kind of led, but not really because they don't have a leader, by this robot fella named A-Calculus, I think is his name. 
Let me double check. Let me double check. You don't care. But his name is like A Calculus. And he says like bro a lot. Like he's a robot and he says things like bro. Yeah. A Calculus. Maybe it's B Calculus. Okay, it's A Calculus. And he's this robot and he says bro. He's a robot. What do you want from me? Swamp Thing number 36, 101, Brobot. And now we're done with all these books. And I don't know if I'm going to hit the 30-minute mark for this week, you know. But it's a free episode, so, you know, shut up. I'll make it to 25, though. I bet you I make it to 25 real nice. How do I know? Because 25 is only 30 seconds left. Today I picked up the books I'm going over next week for episode 51. 11 of them. 10 of them. A whole bunch of them. A lot of, a lot of big books, too. Um, or books that people will be talking about, whether they're bad or good. You know, Superior Iron Man, All New Captain America, next installment of Endgame. Yeah, exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Check back here next week. I can't record it on Wednesday next week because Slipknot. So hopefully I'll get on the game and record it this weekend. Also, 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 the most recent episode of Pillow Talk is up at last. Another podcast, Pillow Talk which is available on SoundCloud, and you can finally hear my Limp Biscuit story. You can also hear me talk about the movie Interstellar with my co-host, and you can also hear me use the phrase black nerd. Yeah. So what's... Can you say black nerd? Is that taboo? I mean, look, he was nerdy, he was black. That's was all I was thinking. I was just telling a story. I just said black nerd, and that's what came to mind. I've heard the term before. Doesn't seem derogatory. Seems descriptive. He's a black guy. He's definitely a nerd. Black nerd. I don't know. What do you want? Weigh in, am I right? It's past the 25 minute mark. I'm out of here. I can admit when I'm wrong. I'm not sure that I'm wrong about black nerd. But if I am, and I find out I am, I'll admit it. I can, I can admit when I'm wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong. It's the episode title. What do you want? Bye.